Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. How bad is sledging, uh, name calling of uh, other players while they're taking part in sport, playing on the pitch? How bad is it? Has it got worse? What's your experience of it? I'd like to chat today to maybe post um, or to, to former players, to current players. What's your experience? What kind of stuff has been said to you when you're playing on the pitch? And for the parents that are on the sidelines, maybe on a, on a weekly basis, like what have you overheard? during games. 1800 453 is the number if you want to get in touch with us. Uh, Shane Castles is a senator um, and a Fianna Fáil spokesperson on, on sport and, and he's on the programme here with us today because Shane, you believe that there actually is something that you as legislators can do. Uh, g- uh, good afternoon. Yes, indeed, Andrea. And, and I think this came to light last year when we were dealing with the fallout from a huge swathe of schoolboy soccer matches uh, that were cancelled in the North by uh, Dublin School League uh, right. last winter uh, because 500 games were called off and the rest literally went on strike and said enough is enough. We're not taking this abuse anymore from the sidelines, from parents, from players, uh, and rightly so. And when they stood up and were counted, uh, we invited representatives from that league in to meet with us on the Iraq Sports Committee. And actually that spawned a much larger report that we've literally just published there in July, where we actually then invited all of the major sporting organisations and asked all of the organisations to contribute to a report and to try and drill down into how extensive abuse of players, abuse of officials actually was. Uh, And, you know, it is experienced right across the board and sporting bodies do have very good disciplinary uh, systems in place uh, to deal with it and I would pay tribute to that. But, of course, a lot of, of, of the abuse now, and we've seen this in a recent TV documentary, happens online as well. And that's a kind of sinister element that, you know, amateur players and predominantly the people who, who play sport in this country are, are amateur, um, are being now subjected to vile online abuse. Uh, and certainly that is something as legislators uh, that we can deal with uh, through the online mm. media bill uh, that, we're, that, we, that has just passed through the Senate as well and the establishment of an online commissioner uh, to deal with this. So just explain, Shane, to, to, to me and to listeners uh, how this will work because a lot of people, and we've talked about it here, you know, plenty of times over the past uh, past two years on the show about sledging, the kind of the, the, the so-called one player taunting the other and kind of yeah. offensive remarks and then that makes one angry and, and the, you know, and this sort of goes on and then as you described earlier and we spoke to referees in the show here last year too uh, about the, the kind of abuse that they then subsequently often get from parents and, and other team members on, on the sideline uh, people roaring over at them that this this goes on you have two things but you're saying now it's actually exacerbated online via social media where the, the taunts are played out even you know in, in, a, in, a, in a much more public forum and sure you have everybody is uh, is taking part in the discussion Absolutely so I suppose there's two things there and you've, and you've, you've hit the nail on the head in terms of right look sledging has been going on for um, for, for a long time and associations have really, you know, they've caught up and, and they're dealing with this so that um, abuse of an official uh, can now, in, in, say, in the GEA, is results in, in a black card. So you're actually, you, you get sent to the line for, for that kind of abuse and, and that hits the player hard in the first instance. Um, but in terms of then abuse of players themselves who maybe haven't performed well, you know, at three in the morning, the, the keyboard warriors to come on and actually start to abuse people quite quite sinisterly and we've also seen very high profile uh, media pundits being subjected to this so mm-hmm. for example uh, Ursula Jacob the very famous uh, Wexford Camogie player and, and, and Sunday Game RT pundit you know was attacked uh, because of her accent you know 
Ursula Jacobs is probably one of the most decorated Camogie players in, 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 yeah. in the country. Uh, comes from a you know a great GA family. Her insightfulness, her uh, punditry is literally top, top class and, and has been a breath of fresh air, quite frankly, on the Sunday game. And you have these guys who wouldn't be fit to tie our shoelaces coming on and giving and, and giving jip. I can tell you, you know, they're not fit to tie yeah, our shoelaces. But, but, uh, but, but what would happen though, Shane? Like if, if, you're, if you're talking about legislate, you know, bringing in legislation yep. in this area, what would happen then to those people that okay. make these comments? Absolutely. And so we, we brought the kind of social media giants, the Facebook, the Twitters, the, um, you know, the TikToks in before us at the committee to discuss this with them. Um, obviously, you know, they're trying to say, oh, look, as we, we've got a good world and here's our, you know, our internal kind of mechanisms for dealing with it. Quite frankly, guys, that wasn't good enough. And that's why we needed to establish an online commissioner who will have the power now, the legislative power, the statutory power to bring these guys to heel and actually um, the complaints mechanisms that will be put in place okay. so that ordinary people have a chance to actually make sure that their um, their character, their dignity, their privacy is actually protected online, which quite frankly at the moment, that doesn't exist. Okay. Stay with us, Shane. Um, here's the messages now coming in with people's experience. Uh, this listener says, the parents are as bad. If they're misbehaving on the sideline, what hope have you got on the pitch? 53106, keep them coming in. Nadine Doherty is, uh, of course, former Donegal player, GA analyst with us on the show as well. Um, Nadine, is it experienced across all codes and all genders? Uh, it is, Andrea. I think it is. You know, we're very fortunate within the LGFA that it doesn't seem to be as common an issue on the pitch. And um, I suppose Shane has covered online there, but on the pitch, it really doesn't seem to be as common an issue um, as it is with our male counterparts. You know, in saying that, there have been incidents, and it was interesting there what Shane was talking about, the parents on the sideline. You know, I think you'll remember last year, Ms. Vicky Wall spoke out very bravely and open about the regular verbal abuse she suffered um, in relation to her weight, uh, she was subjected to to that abuse really from the sideline and the stands while playing for her mate. But, you know, Vicky overcame that just as Ursula Jacob has. Um, it is common, um, but, and again, going back to what Shane said, you know, we're lucky in the LGFA, you know, it's a black card offence in the GA, but within the LGFA, there are coded disciplinary procedures in place to deal with reports on common and Thankfully, they're uncommon, but it's there. And I think more importantly, there's player education webinars there in place. And I've actually taken part in a few and delivered a few. And within the LGFA, Andrea, there's a strong focus within the association on peer-to-peer support. And, and I do think that's another reason why it's less common. And again, back to the parents and credit to the LGFA, they've developed the greatest, greatest gift. It's a parent's guidebook. Um, and it basically gives them information on how to educate and support their teens who are playing the sport. And, and I suppose to educate them on, on what it means yeah. and so on and, and to keep them away from it. And, and referees are also briefed during any training session. So I suppose when you look at the LGFA, there's a lot there to combat it. Um, but again, with Sledgen, I just think, Andrea, you know, I don't think Sledgen defines any player as an overall person um, and I don't think it's fair to define someone's complete character by a sledging incident on the pitch um, and, and I think there is a fine line and it is a fine line between sledging and, and a bit of banter that is common in the GA. but I suppose the personal and the fine line is when it goes into that personal being you know comments about somebody's family their lifestyle their sexuality and so on and I think that's what we hear most about okay. you know, within the media have it's you, those big incidents Have you experienced Anything, Nadine, yourself, you know, when you were tugging out for yeah, Donegal, yeah. like what? Um, 
well, not with Donegal, to be honest, Andrea, thankfully, but I did, and it's funny, Shane Walsh, I suppose, the, the situation he's in this week um, with his transfer to Kilmacud. I played with Nafina here in Dublin for about 10 years, and I transferred from my club in Donegal, St. Junan's way back in 2008, and on the very, very rare occasions, you know, I might have been told to go back to the hills and so on, or, you know, you're a bit of a culture, and l- listen, it, it's, you can take that as personal. I was a very strong character, but somebody else could take that much more personal and it could affect them in a very different way and um, I also remember back to the All-Ireland Club final in, in 2011 which we lost but you know another teammate of mine who's also from Donegal you know she was told by a direct oppo- opponent in, in no uncertain terms let's say with a few expertise to, to also go back to the hill so you know that was my own personal experience of it as a, a supporter I was actually at an Ulster Club game about four or five years ago and uh, between a, a club team from Donegal, not my own, but another club team, okay. and uh, I won't say who they were playing. Yeah, okay. Um, and a defender throughout the whole game, uh, while the her team were defending, she shouted throughout the whole game, but everybody could hear it, the whole crowd. I take the lesbian when her team was defending. So I mean, that was a direct sledge in whatever way you want to take it and she persisted with that for the mm-hmm. whole game you know but I mean look they're rare occasions and they are very much rare thankfully in the LGFA okay. and they don't go as deep as the men's yeah. game I would feel but still not welcome no, and still, you know you wouldn't not. want to tolerate them absolutely not but thankfully less common this listener here says I'm listening to the sledging discussion and my 11 year old goalkeeper son has been a victim of this the club not acting appropriately they didn't respond to terrible and damaging behaviours I don't want to go um, on the show live to talk about it because there continues to be repercussions of our complaint I'd love to have some form of being involved though people need to know how dreadfully real this is especially for children and the impact that it has on their on their kids' mental health and their peer to peer relationships within their team, like Shane, when we're talking about this today, and like you know, I know in a former life you're you're you know formerly a sports journalist, so you've, you've that you know understanding of this. But like you're now somebody who can make change in this area. So to that parent who feels they can't talk to us today because of the repercussions that their family still get, their child's eleven. Like, how will things change for them? Absolutely. And so one of the one of the key. Uh witnesses that we brought into the committee was actually Mary O'Connor who's the CEO of the Sports Federation of Ireland herself a 12 time All-Ireland medal winner in both football and camogie and she came in and she put down laid down on the table she goes this is what you guys need to do you need to make sure that there's um, a charter a code of conduct for how people conduct themselves in club grounds the length and breadth of this country and for those grounds who have received state funding under the Capital Sports Grants, and there was only 150 million allocated to 1,900 clubs just in February of this year, that if they're in breach of those codes of conduct, for that parents listening at home, and they make that complaint, that they will be cut off from state funding in the future. So that there's okay. real repercussions yeah. for those who breach um, the guidelines and for those who are in receipt of state funding. I'll tell you what, club officials on the ground would take the actual scenario of sledging and abuse uh, fairly, very uh, seriously, fairly quickly, if they thought, oh God, we're going to get a cut off from the lifeline mm. that actually provides... Uh, absolutely, the absolutely. Would you agree with that, Nadine? Absolutely. I think that that's where you hit people hardest. It's it's in their pocket. The and pocket, unless something right. like that truly comes in, I think it will keep going to some extent. And it's very, very disturbing to hear that lady's text about her child. And, I, you know, as I alluded to, 
I was okay, I could deal with that, the sledge, and I received as an adult. But you have young children here, and it does mm. go that deep. Like, I, I coached in, in Nafina for a number of years, and I coached at under-14 level. And the majority of the problem was on the sideline with the parents. And and that is genuine, and I feel that's where it really, really lies um, at, okay. at underage level. It's not so much the kids, it's, it's parents it's a lot the parents. of the time. Right. Let's yeah. bring in Pat as well. Pat's on the line. Pat, you are a GAA ref. Um, do, yeah, do, do you witness much of this, Pat? Uh, almost on daily. Uh, every game. Every game? Every game. And is it players or yeah. parents or spectators or who? Uh, parents are probably the worst. Parents are definitely the worst. It's, now, unfortunately, it is seeping down into schools and underage games, but it's definitely parents. It, com- it comes from the stands, it comes from the sidelines. and Maybe if, uh, like, the LGFA are probably one of the best organisations for counteracting it. Because Dave, every club now has a child welfare officer, and you can actually report anything you hear to a child welfare officer after a game. Mm. Uh, you do it in the men's game, and to be honest, <laughs> it falls on deaf ears. Falls on deaf ears. Because, yeah. like, Shane, that's the point you mentioned. You said that, did, did I take you up right? You said there's mechanisms there to deal with this in all codes at the minute. It's just, it's just, yeah. It doesn't seem to be happening. No, and, and in fairness, we asked all the sporting organisations to, to come in and to outline the disciplinary actions that they take, and the, the processes that are involved, those that the numbers that actually are disciplined. Uh, but I mean, as as Pat has rightly said, a lot of it comes from ignoramuses. We can never legislate for idiots, unfortunately, um, from ignoramuses on the sideline um, who are who are giving abuse. Uh, and and that was the point I was trying to make in terms of right. How do you try and make sure? that you stamp that out. Part of it is just through culture and that we, we, we change the culture within our sporting organisation. Yeah. And, and different sporting bodies do have different cultures and different levels of respect. And, and, and as I know that from my sports journalism days, you see different, in particular in rugby, there's a huge level of respect for the man in the middle or the woman in the middle on a rugby field. Uh, so it is changing the okay. culture within the, or, within the organisation. And that culture is changing, but you can aid it and help it change quicker yeah. well, if you put the, 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 the dagger over the, over, the, over, the, over the throat and say, right, you've got to be cut off from funding do, do you, Pat, like, is it you that's getting the abuse or is it the, the, the players that you're, you're reffing? Well, I, I, I don't even listen to it anymore, to be honest, but there is young fellas getting it. There's uh, men getting it. There's, uh, everybody, everybody gets it. But uh, there's a couple of clubs now would actually have players, um, should I say, uh, parents, uh, positioned in certain areas around the field to engage in it. To it stir- does happen. You see, to stir it up, like? Oh, yeah. It does happen in certain clubs. They would actually put a parent down behind the goals and then put another one over the far sideline just to start things up. It does happen. So, you're say- so clubs actually manufacture where the parents of the kids playing are going to stand around the pitch to yeah. to, to get it going, like, get a yeah. real abusive kind of stuff going. Yeah, that's incredible, Pat, like. It's, if people think that's not happening, they're, they're living in a cuckoo world. No, but I, mean, I, I can understand it. I, I mean, I, I'm not, you know, it wasn't that I was oblivious to it happening, but I certainly didn't think the clubs were orchestrating it. Absolutely. And this point so about... Certain, certain clubs will do anything to win a game at any age level. And that happens in every single county in Ireland. And if anyone thinks it's not happening, they're, as I said, cuckoo land. It's part and parcel of the game now. It's part and parcel of coaching. To, to get in under the skin of players. 
and that's what they do. Andrea, can I just say that I'm, on, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm certainly not disagreeing with what Pat has experienced or heard, but can I just say that, you know, just to, to bring balance as well, is that there's a huge amount of positivity that equally happens on the fields of play around the country. I was at my uh, daughter's under 12 games last night in Napoli Matinees, and to see the buzz in our grounds last night, only 48 hours on from our victory on Sunday in Crow Park with the Mead Ladies, and there's a huge amount of positivity as well. And that's what I mean about a culture change, mm. that I think when, they, when, when you see people doing well in life, and you see them uh, excelling, that you want to try and make sure that you replicate those who do well in life and you, you move away from the, the kind of the viciousness and the vile. Because yeah. as I said, most of the time, the people who perpetrate that aren't pretty skillful okay. themselves. They take, they take their anger out in another way. And so there's, there's plenty of positivity yeah. well, out there as well. There's a lot of reaction, Shane, to this today. There's another text in here. The abuse I hear at my 13-year-old son's game is atrocious. I wanted to take my son out of it, but my husband says it'll toughen him up. This listener, the issue is the parents correcting parents, correcting other parents. They are neighbours. Nobody wants to say anything to anybody anymore. I've actually removed my kids now, unfortunately, from the GAA, as to win is the only thing that seems to matter. It's so sad for the kids, says this texter. Lunchtime live at newstalk.com. That's the email address if you do want to get in touch with us. Um, thanks to all of you who took part in the show today. Sean will be here next. Uh, my thanks, as always, to the production team. I'll be back at Lunchtime Live midday tomorrow. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.